Greetings in Jesus' name. This is Dr. Shalano Bell. Firstly, I want to thank the Lord for giving me this another opportunity. Um, as I, uh, many of you know, I'm a man that loves to talk about faith. I have books written on faith. Um, and also one of the key points that I have seen in the Lord move in my personal life um, in, in ministry um, all over the world, even lived abroad in the USA, even my time in the Bahamas, so well in establishing a ministry in the UK, the USA, so well in South Africa. I'm coming to you um, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you may be, um, with the teaching on faith that I spoke to you on previously, but I'm going to bring faith together with finances. A good friend of mine, Dr. Alan Beck, has given me some very key points a few years ago on finances in the church. Um, as many know, there is something that we call in the apostolic, it's called the seven mountains of influence. Um, I will not deal with all these mountains, but I want to deal with one mountain. It's called the mountain of um, the marketplace of finances. It's very important that you need to understand as a child of God, so well as a man of God and woman of God, and as a leader of a local church, that the fate of your member, the fate of yourself, it's always aligned towards an assignment. Many years ago, I started my ministry and I had um, four other people with me uh, on my board of directors. We were praying every day, every night that the Lord must help me to establish my ministry. And I had this vision of um, having offices and you know, reaching out to schools. And, you know, that was my, my plan from day one. But my, my perspective for many years um, was that, that God don't love prosperity. Or it's normal for a man of God and a child of God. It's, it's part of our lifestyle that we need to struggle. We, 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 we are not supposed to prosper. We are not supposed to be um, successful financially. And um, I have seen this from, almost want to say from my birthing days, grew up in church and been involved in many churches, denominations, and, and, and I saw this thing happen. So one day I got hold of this scripture in Psalms 35 verse 27. Psalms 35 27. Let them shout for joy. All right. I think Apostle Henry spoke about partnership. And here you can see, let them, it speaks about plenty or multipli multiplication, or it speaks about a group of people. Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually. All right, let them say, all right. Another scripture that I love to speak about is the, the scripture that says, Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Alright? And it says that in this scripture it says, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. 
Now, I know there is many people listening and from different uh, uh, church backgrounds and different level of, um, I want to say, uh, your, your biblical basis in the faith. But this scripture is very profound. So let me get back to the story where I started my ministry. And with these four other people, when I was sharing with them, and they were with me for two years. And for that two years, I still stayed in my father's house. I still stayed in my, like they say in Afrikaans, Yongman Kamer. But I had this vision. I was struggling to take off my ministry because the people that was with me, they had all the faith, they had all the prayer. These guys were living not in sin. They were living really, I can say, in righteousness. But there's one thing that they lacked and that I also lacked at that stage. It was finances. A man by the name who is a, is a general in the kingdom of God, by the name of Pastor Oral Roberts. When I was mentored by Pastor Reinhard Bonke many years ago, Pastor Reinhard made a statement that Oral Roberts told him and he want to give us that 11 ministries that was under his, um, under his supervision. He wanted to give us that principle. And Oral Roberts told um, Pastor uh, Reinhard Bonke that, Reinhard, even... If you raise the dead, even if you perform the greatest miracle today, but if you do not have finances, your ministry will be ineffective because you will not be able to reach more people with the gospel. Secondly, the miracle that you have performed on this day will not be able to reach more people as a testimony because you are limited with resources. I have preached to African people all over South Africa. I have preached to Indians. I have preached to the white community. I have preached to the colored community. I've even preached to people in the United States, to the different uh, race groups in the USA and churches. I have been even in the Caribbean. I have even launched or oversight a church in uh, London, United Kingdom. So I'm speaking to you from something that is not just a South African um, uh, 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 struggle in the house of God, but I'm speaking to you from a broader perspective. When I read into the scripture, I always thought, and I'm going to be honest with you, you can pray about this because after I was catching this principle in the word of God, I realized something that when you look at scripture, Jesus was never poor. In the book of Luke, everybody say, but Jesus was never poor. He was, he was poor. Um, he was born in a manger. If you read Matthew and you read the book of Luke, where they explain to you the journey from the, the starting point when Mary and Joseph left the city and went to another city in order to give birth to Jesus. The Bible says there was no lots. There was no lots. That means no lots was uh, no lots no lots was available. 
So firstly, you've got to understand the parents of Jesus wasn't struggling. They had the money. They had the resources to pay for a lot or a hotel in our terms. But the Bible said nothing was available. But if you look at the prophetic journey of the word of God that was spoken 450 to 80 years earlier, the prophet Isaiah was prophesying to say that Jesus will be born in a manger. So God allowed every lot and hotel or even um, proper institution for accommodation to be shut down or be filled up in that time of the day or night in order for prophecy to be fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah. All right. So now you need to understand if you read a, a few scriptures after Jesus was born, the Bible say, then they return to their home. That means they always had a house. Joseph and Mary, they had a house. Now, why do I say that? Because many people's perspective about the Son of God is that He is poor. One of my favorite scriptures is, the Bible says the, the, the whole earth and everything that is in it belongs to God. God didn't send His Son to be a, 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 a presentation of what His kingdom is in poverty. The kingdom of God shall never be poor because it is managed by God. But a church shall be poor in resources because it's managed by man. If we read the book of Philippians 4, 4 verse 9, all right? And I want us to go to Philippians 4 verse 9 quickly. The first principle that you need to understand is that when God allows resources to come into your life, all right, it is not supposed for you to take everything and start boasting in your own strength. The Bible say in the book of Proverbs, he say that I give you the power, that means the ability, the knowledge, he gives you the education, the information, and the revelation to what? To produce wealth. All right? The word produce means the process. All right? The process to fulfillment or the process to what we call completion. All right? So God said, I give you the education. I give you the information. I give you the revelation. I give you the understanding, all right, to produce wealth. So let me get back to the story of the four guys that was with me when I started. These four guys was praying and we were fasting, but we never took off. So one day I spoke to a friend of mine who is the Southern uh, uh, Director for Christ for All Nations, Andre Brits, and he said to me, Shalano, there's nothing wrong with your vision. But the problem is, you, are, you don't know how to balance the two. The first thing is, faith works with finances. Faith without wisdom is a disaster. So many people have faith. Many churches have faith. Many leaders have faith. But they do not know how to apply wisdom. 
as Pastor Clint is on this panel of lectures, he's teaching people on wisdom and honor. Because he that finds wisdom finds wealth. So let me give you the scenario what happened. After the two year scenario with these two, these four guys that was with me, I decided to elect a new group of board members. And what happened, within four weeks, I opened up my new offices. After that, my ministry expanded to Durban, then to Johannesburg. Then we were tackling over a two-year period. We were targeting over 300 schools. I used to drive with the, I used to take the train to minister to places. But within that few weeks of time period, I took, I took my family, I took myself, even my father who's on this, on this panel, he can testify how God have changed things from that time when I started to bring different mindsets. People that don't only see faith that move mountains, but that sees action that move mountains. All right. So in Philippians 4 verse 19, the scripture is entitled, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches, all right, in glory by Christ Jesus. Now remember the scriptures say that Christ became poor so that we can become rich. That speaks about that Christ is the center point for prosperity. If you see what I'm, if you, if, if you get what I'm saying. All right. So then as I was preaching the gospel, I went into three days of fasting. I said, Lord, I have this vision to preach the gospel. I have the right team with me now. I have the right uh, 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 um, environment that is conducive now to, to receive this thing. But how do I take my ministry to get into a level where I can reach a, a, at least a, 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 a million rand a year or, or half a million a year? So what happened? The Bible, I open up my Bible in that three days of fasting and the Bible stipulates that those who preach the gospel shall live from the gospel. So I realized that I'm a full-time preacher or a full-time minister that God will look after my needs if I fulfill his will. So the first thing you've got to understand, dear friend and brother and sister and leader, if your church, I'm talking now as a pastor, if God don't tell you as a pastor to start a feeding scheme, I can definitely, definitely ensure or even tell you now that you're going to pay the bill. For everything that God is not in, when it comes to projects, building expansion, starting a traveling ministry and God never told you to do it, you're going to need to pay the bills. I remember many years ago, I think about nine, ten years ago, I was so hungry to preach all over and so thirsty to preach. I went to, I, I, I told myself, although I didn't have invitations to go to Durban at that time, I traveled to Durban. No, that was about 11 years ago. And I went to Durban and when I got to Durban, 
I paid my ticket, but I had this thing. Hey, when I get there, God will supply. God will supply. And when I got there, after three days of preaching, I had literally not enough money to come back home. And I said, Lord, what is this? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, listen, you did preach the gospel. I did perform my will and I did accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. But because you were disobedient to my voice, I never told you to come right at this season. Because the seed that the people needed to sow into your life wasn't fully prepared to bless you and take you back home. You know what? When I shared that same story to a few of my buddies, they told me the same thing that happened to them. So then I realized not every preaching opportunity, hallelujah, is from God. You got to be, you need to understand. A second scenario, I went to a, a crusade for three days. But before I went, they invited me for this crusade. And I said, Lord, but I don't have income to go to this crusade. How am I going to make it? But I waited and waited. But the pastors were so putting so much pressure under me. They want me to come and preach. They want me to come and preach. I'm telling you something now that I hope is going to help some leaders out there. Because it's not every platform that is going to be a blessing to you. Alright? So what happened? I went and preached for these guys after three days. Every night I was struggling to say, Lord, I'm going to get home. I didn't even have petrol. At the end of the three nights, the car that I was using wasn't even, wasn't even my own car. I was borrowing it from somebody at that stage. But what happened... I didn't apply wisdom. I had the faith that God's going to provide. But I didn't apply wisdom. And also, when I looked at the Bible, say, count your cost. All right. Every leader, every child of God, faith without wisdom is a disaster. So God allows us to count the cost. The time when, when the Bible speaks about the, the seven years of famine and the seven years of favor. That time in the land where Joseph was. Alright, if you remember the story. The Bible says what happened. He became the, the CFO of the country. The chief financial officer. Because God gave him the revelation. He had the faith that the country will turn around. But God also gave him the wisdom and the knowledge. To help the king that was in charge at that stage. How to balance this level of poverty and the level of prosperity. I'm going to make a statement today that's going to sound very, very, very um, contradicting to many that are listening today. Recently, I went into a study and I bought books from the United Kingdom, from great men of God from that side. And one of the books I have read was about the cutting edge of creativity. The Bible says he has given us the power to produce wealth. All right? And the first thing you need to understand in the book of Proverbs 8:20 he say I lead in a way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. So God said, if you love him, number one, 
in the midst of all this judgment and all this unrighteousness and even righteous time period, God will allow you to inherit what? Substance. So I was dealing with this thing that people say, um, God punish us because we are disobedient. That's why we can't prosper. I never, I never, never could have sowed seed of 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. I never could have done that. But when God started to shift my mind financially, when I went to the U.S. the first time, it was in the will of God. Let me tell you why. I had all the faith. I had all the wisdom applied to it. I went to the, uh, somebody paid my ticket. I was sitting, I said, Lord, if this is you, you're going to provide. I was sitting on the Easter conference. And while I was sitting there, at the end of the service, they were busy with the benediction. And a man of God jumped up and said, the Lord said, I must pay this man's ticket that is sitting here. And he paid my ticket to go to the United States the first time. And when I got there, the preachers that was with us, they were all over and they were shopping and they didn't understand that I didn't have money to go with them. They didn't even know. But at the end of that week, when the conference came to an end, they asked me to preach a few th words of 20 minutes. And when I preached that morning, there were only 50 people. And I said, Lord, I preached to more people in South Africa. How can you send me to America for 50 people? Now, what happened after I preached, I made an altar call. What I didn't know, the 50 people that I was preaching to was 50 senior pastors of churches. After that morning, my doors opened up for me to live in the States, even to start a, a, a non-profit organization in the United States. Even with that said, my sister, my family and all of us started to, some uh, immigrated, some started to do ministry there. Some started to do holiday. So many things involved after, uh, after that moment in my life. So well in my father's life. But for me personally, it was a moment of change and of destiny. So I, I, I'm saying this because God opened up that path for me. And with that path, he allowed me to receive substance, finances, resources, relationships and with that I could have built a treasure of new friends the United States dollar in my pocket bring back home establish myself in the USA through that God opened up doors in the Caribbean people from Jamaica people from Haiti people from Trinidad Tobago people from uh, uh, Lucia Lucia people from Cuba people from from the Dominion Republic uh, people from different islands in the Bahamas why I'm saying this is because it's important that you understand the gospel of Jesus Christ is free I remember when I started my church in Durbanville I started it in Durbanville in the colored community. But I always had a vision not to have a colored church of colored people. And today, if you are a leader, you need to hear what I'm saying. God never called a pastor to be a pastor over a certain church. He called us to be a pastor over the nations of the world. He said in, in, in Jerusalem, Samaria and to the rest of the world. So every child of God, we have a global mandate 
to say the gospel, to say it through our businesses, to say it through our testimonies, to say it through our partnership with the visionary in our local churches. And our finances is important because our finances is like, it's like you have a, a BMW. You have all the luxury in the BMW. But if you do not put fuel or petrol in the BMW, you will not be able to enjoy the luxury of it. Many people have the whole word of God inside of them, but they do not have finances to help them enjoy the word of God. They do have the Holy Spirit. They do have this revelation. They do have the faith. They do have the 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 signs and wonders and miracles that they see on a daily basis, but their ministries cannot move to the next level. A friend of mine many years ago told me, Jared Davidoff, he says, Solano, the reason why I am on television, because I have more people that I can reach through television. I have more people that I can reach through radio, te- uh, radio broadcasts. I have more people because if I preach to five people today, yes, it will be effective. But what if I can reach today in one day, five million people? It's the same story what Pastor Reinhard Bonker told us. He said the Holy Spirit told him many years ago in Lesotho, he said, Reinhardt, at that stage, Pastor Bonken needed $50 to pay for his offices. That was in the early uh, 1982-83. He said he needed um, finances for, for his offices because he just opened up his offices in Lesotho and Mazero. And this is what happened. He was, Pastor Bonker, as many of you know, he, he reached, even in that time, in 1983, he was coming to Fahala Park with a massive 71,000 people in one meeting. Nobody has ever done that in that States. You know, but Pastor Bonker said he saw the miracles. He saw the stadiums being packed out, but he needed $50. Now, now you can imagine such a powerful man of God with so much of faith, but still needed $50 to pay his offices. And I know I'm speaking to somebody today. You have this great vision. You have this great building. You have this great idea of business and, and, and entrepreneurship. And, and you want to start this for God. And you want to start that to help the church. But I'm going to bring you to this, this principle that I want to teach to you quickly this morning. And this is what Doctor. Uh, uh, this is what Pastor Bonker said. He said, you know what? Suddenly the Holy Spirit, as he was walking down the road, the Holy Spirit said, I can give you a, a, a million rand now. And a, a, a million dollars now, a million dollars, yes. And he was saying, wow. And in his spirit, he wanted to say, Holy Spirit, thank you, give it to me now. And the Holy Spirit told him also, you know what? It's nothing for me to give you a million now. And then before he even wanted to uh, 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 say anything further, the Holy Spirit, uh, Reinhard Bonker replied, he said, he replied to the Holy Spirit. He said, Holy Spirit, you know what? If you give me a million souls and each one give me a dollar, I'll be a million dollar soul winner. And you know what? That, that really struck me. I have two pot- um, portraits like, uh, you know, that are framed that Pastor Bonker sent, sent to me where he talks about the millionaire soul winner. And today I'm here to encourage somebody. Every person, Jesus told even his disciples, in the mouth of the fish lies the coin. In every soul that you reach, you're building treasures in heaven. But for every soul that you reach, there's also value to it. So why I'm saying this? Because this is my introduction to finances. In 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, 
He said, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That word grace there is wealth. That word grace there is prosperity. That word grace there is revelation and information. All grace abound to you that ye also having all sufficiency. All right. In all things. So God said, I'm going to give you for your natural things that you need. You know what? I have discovered something. It's very difficult to talk to people who don't know how to trust God. But it's very easy to talk to people who know how to trust God and have seen the hand of God. So I'm here to encourage you that you need to be acquainted with this teachings that we're giving you every day. Because you will be now at the level of understanding how to trust God on a deeper level of finances. The other day I was speaking to a man of God, powerful man of God. His church is growing. But the reality is he say, man of God, I have this great vision, but I need money. You know what? Many people quote the scripture that say the love of money is the root to all evil. I do agree the love of money. But there's something that I got to add to it. The lack of money brings all evil. If there's no money in the church, things like these different scams is coming into the church. When there's no money in the church, the pastor and the leadership is in frustration. I remember, I want to take you back to my church. When I started my church, I moved it into Durbanville. Everybody said it was impossible for a colored church to be in the white community next to the spur. You know, it was such, in the beginning, it was, we were struggling to get the money, but God sent in people from all over to help us. And with that, we started to shift. I started to shift my way of the culture in the church to teach people how to prosper in God. The Bible says, as thy soul prosper. So many of us sitting here are listening and you are multi-billionaires in the spirit. But when you look at your bank statements, you don't even have a hundred rand or thousand rand. Or you don't even know how to show 10,000 rand. Because 10,000 rand to you feel like a million rand. But the moment you break that limitation and you give your first 10,000, is the moment you activate the miracle of a million rand. I'm here to let you know that when God speaks... And God say, listen, I am about to bless you. And I'm, a, I'm about to give you. You know what my problem is with many people? Many people think there's a big truck coming towards your house with a lot of money. Many people is standing with open hands. Oh Lord, please send in the people with the money. That is a wrong perspective. The Bible said the creation awaits for the revealing, the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. We need to manifest in the marketplace. The only way how we can break this thing. Recently, I preached in a church in Newcastle. The leadership of the church is Indian. The whole church, 99% is black. And it's not that I'm trying to bring culture in here or race in here, but I want to show you something. I saw the properties that this church owned. I saw all the vehicles outside of the members. And I was asking the pastor, what is happening here that these people prosper? He said from the beginning of the church, when he started the church, 
He was teaching the people in the church that 75% of them needs to go to a Bible school to get not to become pastors, but to build a solid foundation in the faith. The Bible school is not to make you a pastor, but is to give you a strong foundation in the Christian faith. The second thing he was telling them is to now study further in education in different areas of entrepreneurship. Because a church's tithes and offerings shall not grow by prophesying every day. A church's tithes and offerings shall not grow by praying every day. Because the demon of poverty is in control over the church and over leaders. Now I made a very powerful statement. And I'm going to teach in the next chapter the demon of poverty. Today I want to conclude with this. That in order for us to break the limit of poverty and the limit on our finances. is not about rabba bababa. No. It's not about being 40 days in fasting. No. It's not by singing worship song from the morning to the night. No. But the first thing you need to understand. The Bible teaches about. He said. My people perish. Because of a lack of knowledge. Many people quote the scripture wrong. When it comes to the wealth of the wicked. Is stored up for the just. In my next chapter. I will be teaching you. From how to deal with the demon of poverty. And how not to be. Arrogant against the devices of Satan. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. Just remember, the Lord finds pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. The Yerre krijgt plezier door die voorspoed van sy kudde. Die moment jy geseend is, is die moment die jou God en my God Verheerlijk dat hier woord. The moment you become prosperous, it brings joy in the heart of every natural father, spiritual father, so well as our heavenly father. No parent want to see his child suffer. It's the same with our God. That's why he say in Philippians 4 verse 19, that I, your God, shall supply all your needs. And 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and I and, and I your Lord, and I am your God and your Lord, is able to make all grace abound to you. I'm gonna go to all you all my sermons if you listen to it. It has only an introduction because I'm taking you on a path because I want to take you deeper. So today, dear friend, I hope this blessed you, man of God, woman of God. Just know you are destined to prosper spiritually, mentally financially, occupationally, environmentally, so well as in your health. In Jesus' name, amen.